So when we think of habits, we often think of brushing our teeth or working out or getting bed on time. But what about the habits that are subconsciously happening in our minds? Now I'm talking to Laura Benedetto today, who is a world famous author of the Six Habits book and a fantastic speaker. You should go check out her TEDx talks, The Six Habits of the Happiest People. And we're talking all about how the habits that you have in your mind and how they can affect your day-to-day and your overall levels of happiness. We also dive into such things as your mindset and how to see growth in your business. So you're gonna absolutely love this interview. Let's go dive in. Welcome to the Well-Paid Creative Podcast, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I'm going to share with you what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro, building my own business from barely scraping by to thriving. From attracting quality clients to charging what you're worth and creating amazing work you love without the risk of burnout and overwhelm. But I don't know it all, so in this podcast, we're going to learn a lot together as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into the show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. All right, let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Well-Paid Creative. I am here with Laura Di Benedetto, and I am so excited to talk to her about her new book and everything that she has got going on. I'm excited. Let's dive in. Hi, Laura. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Good. So tell us a little bit more about your new book, The Six Habits, because there is just so much in there that I don't even know how long this interview is going to go for. <laughs> we'll do our best. Mm-hmm. So uh, the book is all about happiness. A lot of people, myself included, uh, were making or are making the mistake of thinking that happiness is easy or happiness is found in a huge bank account or a career or kids or marriage or blah, blah, blah. Um, happiness is actually internally sourced. It's an inside job. And I don't think our culture does a really good job at encouraging that we, you know, you and I were talking uh, in the green room uh, before we hit record here about how kids sometimes need to take a mental health day from school. Right. But we, as a culture actually discourage that we, as a culture actually discourage lots of healthy things, including pursuing our dreams and goals. We go after the things that make mom and dad proud, the things that, um, you know, we have been told to aspire to, and we think that it leads to happiness, except it doesn't. So, I always pursued money and success and awards and achievements and stuff like that. And I, I, I got all of it and I wasn't any happier for it. I mean, it's nice to have the things got a couple of nice vacations, but then what happens when you get back, when you get back home, you're the same or you win the award. Yay. You just crash again and you just got to win another one. So I just, found myself surfing from emotional high to emotional high and, you know, living in a lot of the lows in between. And at one point in my life where I just realized, uh, wow, my life is simply just a 
a pursuit of highs, not actual happiness. I realized it was a problem. So I wanted to do something about it. And I only wrote the book actually, because I was able to solve the problem so thoroughly and correctly that I wanted to share it with others. Um, and it really just comes down to one tiny thing that we always overlook, which is our internal thoughts. People always want to talk about like habits. So the book is called the six habits. And we think about habit in terms of like brushing our teeth or cigarettes or exercise or stuff like that, either good or bad, you know, habits is it's things we do, but habits are also things we think. And we don't generally look at those things and we're not taught as a society to do that. We're not taught by our parents because they're not taught it. It's not their fault. Our teachers definitely don't teach it to us. You know, the Department of Education does not care what we think, but they should, right? Because that's where happiness and real purpose and like amazing businesses are born from um, is actually being aware of what we're thinking and controlling that. That is where happiness actually comes from. So the book is all about a practical look at how we can rewire our thinking so it serves us instead of setting us up for a life of just cruising through highs, but mostly being unhappy. Mm, I love that. And I love how you talk about it being a practical application of that because we can consume all the theory in the world, but when we really Mm -hmm. can't connect that to how we're going about our day to day, that's where a big disconnect comes from. Yeah, it really does. And believe me, I'm like such a huge fan of like um, some of the most incredible authors. I mean, like Eckhart Tolle, I love, love his writing and, you know, it, and that can be really esoteric and really like big thinking. And it's just very abstract and presents like big ideas. And, and that can be very difficult for people to swallow. And once upon a time, it was difficult for me to swallow. I wanted to write a book that my own stubborn New England self could actually um, find benefit in, you know, it's like, here's steps one, two, three, four, five, follow these steps and you'll feel better. And, and that's literally it. I, you know, I think there's also um, a, a really disappointing aspect of personal development. It seems like you're never done. Notice yes. that you're just yeah, constantly totally doing it. It's like, that. Right. You like, you go from audiobook to printed book and just on and on and retreat to retreat to retreat. Like, what's the goal really? Like, are you, do you ever get to be done? That was probably one of my principal annoyances with all of, you know, all the books I ever read and the retreats I've been to. I was just like, my God, is the cup ever full? What the hell? So I wrote uh, a program for myself so I could actually just fix it and be done. So once I identified what the happiest people had in common, I was like, oh, how can I adopt that? Mm. Mm. Turns out they're just mental habits. And if you acquire a habit and then you just nurture it to keep it, you shouldn't have to constantly be like looking for new stuff. Like I don't feel like meditating every morning. Believe me, I like to meditate, but I don't want to do it every day. If that's like, if I have to do this external thing repeatedly in order for me to be happy, I'm, I'm really I'm just absolutely terrible at like sustained habits, you know, physically. And if my joy is dependent on that stuff, I'm not going to be very joyful. Like I'm not going to drink celery juice. I'm not going to go for a walk around the block. Like I'm a person, I absolutely detest routine. I hate it. Hmm. I know there's a lot of people that love it. I want to be one of them. I'm just not. So that's why I need a practical guide or something um, that could actually help me just be happy despite not being a 
person that wants habits. I had to change my thoughts. So when you actually develop a new habitual way of thinking, as long as you keep up with it, when life gets a little challenging um, and just make sure that it's still important to you to keep that habit, it's like, you know, when life gets tough and you quit smoking 10 years ago, you don't just start smoking again. You're just like, no, I made a decision. My new habit is to reach for a pack of gum or something instead of a pack of cigarettes. You know, you just have to keep that in mind. And then when you're um, actually finding yourself just thinking cleaner thoughts, better thoughts, upgraded thoughts, you don't have to try to be happy anymore and you don't exist, you know, in the lows between highs. You can actually just be happy all the time, just on an ordinary Wednesday when you're not on vacation. (laughs) I love that. So how can people start bringing this into their businesses? Because I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. And how how does this process of, you know, thinking better, I'm going to call it thinking better thoughts, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, How does that translate into business? Um, Well, how we do one thing is how we do everything. And I don't believe in the division between personal life and professional life. It's just your life, period, because it's you showing up to all of it. So why should there be a division? There isn't one, right? So (laughs) if we can actually just acknowledge that our whole self is showing up, the more we nurture ourselves, the more effective we're going to be in business, the more we have courage in our life the more we'll have courage to do the hard stuff for business. So I do work with tons of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs seems to be my sweet spot just because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really, really gifted in three specific areas, personal development, marketing, and sales. And that's really like the the three disciplines that I know the most. Um, And entrepreneurs tend to need all three. So the funny thing is though, Everybody starts the conversation with me when they want to work with me one-on-one. They start the conversation with a marketing or a sales thing that's like tangible and external. And then the more I work with my client, the more we discover the internal work that's blocking their success. It's like, oh, you don't have enough sales. It's not that you don't have a good sales program. It's the fact that you lack the courage to execute the one you have. Why is that? Oh, because you treat yourself like garbage. Ha. Huh why don't we pick that scab a bit and let's actually help you have a better relationship with you, better mental habits. So then when you got to do the deep, scary, crappy stuff, you can do it. And it's actually not that bad. And you're more likely to achieve success because you're bringing a better energy to it. You know, it's like this stuff shows up in business and it's, It's probably why I love working with entrepreneurs. I've been working with a surprising amount of um, emerging thought leaders lately. Um, It's just a really happy little coincidence um, where, you know, nobody wants to sell, you know, marketing is complicated, you know, doesn't have to be, but we get in our own way or we don't even have um, a really solid business model because it hasn't really been thought through or whatever. And how all these mental thoughts and um, mental habits actually play into it is the six habits inform how you relate to yourself, how you relate to the rest of the world and how you relate to the actions you need to take. That's what these six habits do. And if you notice how you relate to yourself will show up in business. How you relate to the rest of the world absolutely shows up in business because that's kind of who you're trying to do business with is the rest of the world. And how you relate to the stuff that you have to do is a kind of endemic of your your to-do list that will never die. 
So if you have a great relationship with all three, you're going to be much more prosperous, wealthy, joyful. If you have a crappy relationship with all three, you're going to struggle. And I did that for years. (laughs) I can absolutely identify with that because for the first six years of my business, I completely treaded water. I spun my wheels, any other verbal metaphor I can use for that. But (laughs) really in once I started addressing my thought pattern and my mindset and a lot of the things that weren't actual like tactics or techniques or strategies that I was doing on paper, that was when things started really growing for me. So I can definitely see myself in that same story. I think when we're really honest with ourselves, we can definitely see it. I was um, actually, I was just talking with a, a client of mine the other day and we were, you know, discussing how she really wants to quit her full-time job. And this woman is paid well, very, very well. She's making an excess of like a quarter million dollars a year. Um, quitting that job and all that financial security because she's the breadwinner for her family um, is terrifying, right? Mm. And she's like, well, I need to do this and I need to do this. Well, guess what we're doing? We're challenging all the I need tos and the I gotta's and really challenging why she wants all the stuff that she wants. Oh, I want to, you know, I want to write a book and I want to do with that. Why do you want to do those things? Well, because that's what it takes to be successful. Is it, or is it just, is it something that would fulfill you? Well, I don't really want to write a book. I just feel like I need to, ah, what if we actually build you a path toward, uh, exceeding your salary in a joyful way that allows you to do only the things that you love and none of the stuff that you don't. Well, how do I do that? I need to be on Facebook. And no, you don't. No, you don't. I'm incredibly successful and I'm not on social media at all. So we assume lots and lots of things. And that's all our internal monologue and all of our thought patterns that actually tell us these lies you know, and it's all of our insecurity, you know, oh, well, I need to make this amount of money because then, you know, I won't be useful to my family if I do that. Oh, okay. I'm not allowed to disappoint people. So I have to continue to do this. Really? Oh, I have to be on Facebook and blah, 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 but I really hate it. And I don't want to do that. Really? I challenge everything because we lie to ourselves as easy as we breathe. Mm -hmm. And it's all coming from our mental habits. All right. We're going to get right back to this interview soon because it is so good. But I just wanted to ask you a question. Do you feel like there's something blocking you from reaching the next level of income and revenue in your business? If so, I have the perfect thing for you. I call it the profit finder. And it's a fantastic quiz that's designed to find the unique key that's going to fit into the lock of your business and discover exactly what's stopping you from reaching that next level of profit. Now, not only are you going to be able to get the quiz and your results, but you're also going to be able to get the next steps, the things, the actions, the strategies that you can use moving forward to get past this income plateau. Now, you're absolutely going to enjoy this quiz and you should definitely check it out today. It's called The Profit Finder again, and you can find it at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz. So head on over there today 
answer the questions, get your results, and unlock the profit potential in your business. That's wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz. All right, so let's get back to the interview. So for someone who's trying to do this themselves, what's something that they can do to kind of start identifying those lies that they're trying to they're telling to themselves those insecurities those oh, write you know, down your I beliefs i could have yeah just write down your beliefs like oh in order to be successful i must and write down your list start there and then start calling bullshit on every single one so you know just saying well what if i didn't or what if i didn't yeah you? yeah absolutely yeah options. my mom actually said something really interesting to me the other day it was just weird so my mom is um almost 80 and she's just you know comes from a different generation and she you know she grew up with like that old you know grizzled yankee attitude of you know knuckle down buckle down and all these other things right and um i think i don't even remember what it was about but she's like oh well i have to do it this way or you can't do that and i was like why and she was so pissed off. She's like, well, because blah, 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 blah. And she's like sputtering because she actually couldn't defend it. It was just, well, because why? And she got really mad. Sorry, mom. But she got really <laughs> pissed because it's like, well, because is not a sufficient answer. It's just not. Uh, I'm, I'm certain that that mentality made it very, very not fun to raise me. Um, but that's pretty much been my attitude. It's like, well, just because it's not good enough, unless you can actually justify that this is actually a superior path, um, and prove it, it might not be. And I don't think I want to take it. Like, why can't I have dessert first? Why? Well, because, because why? You know, just sit with the discomfort, and not knowing why, and challenge yourself. This one, <laughs> what? I said, hopefully, my children aren't listening to this one because <laughs> that's definitely an excuse I use all the time. Because, <laughs> uh oh, well, we'll yeah, just keep I that one to, have to Stop doing that one. <laughs> I think it's just really important that we challenge our beliefs all the time. So the first step to challenging the beliefs is to actually document them, write them down. If let's say you know you don't have enough. Um, clients in your consultancy or your small business. Why? Always ask why. Go down the rabbit hole as far as you can possibly go and go further. Ask 25 whys. So I don't have enough sales. Why? Mm, because I don't have enough leads. Why? Because I don't really actually like marketing. Why? Because I don't think I'm very good at it. Why? because I just kind of guess at everything. Why? Because I don't like taking classes because it makes me feel uncomfortable and insecure. Why? Because I had a teacher in fifth grade that made me feel stupid. Why? Uh, this is dumb. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you have to just go down the rabbit hole and just always be inquisitive with yourself. And the more you can challenge yourself on things, the better off you are. I mean, how many times have we found ourselves still making the same mistake that we've been making since we were like 10, but we made the decision at 10 that this is how I'm going to live my life and this is how I'm going to be. And then here we are at 40 or whatever, and we're still doing it that way. Like I, I love my friend, Amy, Amy, if you're listening to this, I'm going to laugh hysterically. She has this little thing, this little decision that she made when she was four. 
And I constantly tease her for this. And I think it's the cutest thing in the world. At four, she decided that the part of the food is inedible. That's the handle. Like the potato chip or the piece of like broccoli or whatever, the part that's touching your fingers, you don't eat that part. So here she is over 40 and she has this adorable little pile of handles on her plate for the little parts of the things that she won't eat. And I I asked her one day, I was like, what the hell is that? Oh, those are my handles. Excuse me. (laughs) She's like, oh yeah. So when I was four, I decided that handles are gross and I just don't eat them anymore. I'm like, huh, would it be possible to maybe update that? Because you're a big, big believer in, uh, you know, taking care of the planet and not being wasteful. She's like, I know I really should do that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, unless it's continuing to make you happy. She's like, no, it's ridiculous. Ah." So we've had lots of fun discussing that one. Um, But it's, uh, I don't know. We just need to acknowledge our silliness across life, across business. And why don't we want to make cold calls? And why don't we want to ask for referrals? And why don't we want to say to our client, hey, you're treating me like crap right now. Can you stop? Um, Why don't we want to do those things? It's not the what, it's the why. And if you actually have the six habits in your head as your default method of thinking, you'll confront terrible clients. You'll ask for your needs to be met. You'll have good, healthy boundaries. You'll show up joyfully. You'll take on scary stuff. You'll go after your dreams. You know, you'll just be a bigger, more awesome, happy version of you. Oh my goodness. I love that. So what are some actions that people can take today knowing this, what they know now from this interview? Well, first I would strongly recommend read the book, get the information about the habits, where they show up. You're going to start to see yourself in the pages. You're going to have those moments of, Oh, I feel so exposed crap. That's okay. (laughs) Have the moments, invite the moments, right? And what's awesome about the book is it comes with lots of free um, bonus material that you can grab on the website. Um, And these are all the things that invite you to go really deep within yourself for self-inquiry. So instead of being like, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I think I'm really good at the first habit. Am I though? You have actually, you can do the, all of the work and then you can discover actually where you truly stand. And then once you have this, uh, powerful aha moment with yourself, that's when you can get sufficiently inspired to perhaps decide maybe this is no longer good enough for me. Maybe I want better. Maybe I finally decide that this is just not good enough and I, I deserve it. Damn it. So I'm going to do it. And it's okay if I'm not uncomfortable, but it begins with learning about the six habits in detail and about how it actually shows up in your life. Fantastic. All right. So definitely everybody go out and get your copy. We're going to put the links in the show notes below. Now, I love asking everybody who comes on the podcast this question. Do you have a hobby or creative activity you do on the side that's just for you? I, well, again, with a whole, I don't really like a lot of repetitious stuff. My, my hobby this week is gardening (laughs) and it's been so hot. So I live in Northern Florida and I just moved here and, um, it's been like 98% humidity all day and like really like 90 degrees heat (laughs) and like, 
Oh my God. I don't want to do as much yard work. I'll get up early and like by seven o'clock, it's like outside. (laughs) I go outside. I'm like, I got like sweat everywhere. I'm already grimy by like 8 a.m. And like this morning I was like turning over the compost pile because the 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 soil here isn't even it's not even soil. I got more sand in the backyard. It's awful. It's like the quality of the dirt. It's like, what is this? You know, it's just terrible. So I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to make some good dirt. I'm making compost. We're, we're doing this. I am officially farmer Laura. So now I've got fruit trees all over my yard. I just ordered this Arbor the other day um, because I ordered this um, or found this obnoxiously large passion fruit um, vine at Home Depot. I got so lucky. I was like, it's only 40 bucks. It's coming home with me. <laughs> I'm like geeking out for fruit plants. So I'm from Massachusetts. Originally, I lived in Hawaii for a little while and then I moved here. And in Massachusetts, we have one growing season. Mm. Florida has two. Hawaii has three. (laughs) You what? Oh, I live in Canada. So I completely understand. Oh yeah. Oh girl. Yeah. You understand. So of course now I'm in a place with two, um, growing seasons and I own the home and I've got like a good third of an acre. So I'm like, if I can grow it, I'm going to, especially since it rains like a so-and-so in the warmer months, I don't have to water anything. So I'm really excited about life right now. (laughs) I'm like, I mean, literally, um, I've become the biggest geek on the planet because now I'm like thinking about like, oh boy, you think I'll get you know, some really good worms to come to my compost pile. Ooh, then maybe I'll get more birdies and, oh boy, that's going to be great. Look at the size of this caterpillar. Wow. Wow. I'm like totally down the rabbit hole, but you can tell how excited it makes me. I'm like, oh boy, worms and dirt. Yay. I love it. (laughs) That's exactly the feeling right now. Um, well, I'm kind of a maker with my hands, so I'm always painting and crocheting and knitting. And right now I'm working on a cross stitch project for our new trailer. So that's going to get hung up in our little camping trailer for the year. Nice. Does it have uh, profane words on it? No, but my next one is. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I've seen a few of those where it looks all dainty and cute. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> that's better. <laughs> I know, right? Love them. Oh, I know. So it was, uh, I saw something funny in my friend's bathroom. I went to her house and it had like, I think like it was a cross stitch and it was hung next to the toilet. It says, enjoy your poop. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, that's different. Okay. I don't usually giggle when I'm on the toilet, but all right. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Laura, for coming on the podcast today. Where can people find you online? People can find me at the six habits.com T H E S I X habits.com the six habits.com. You can check out my Ted talk. You can find the book on Amazon. It's also on audible. Um, there's also a 90 day habit mastery program. If you read the book and you're like, Oh my God, I want some help. I can totally do this. And you know, you want to defeat science and have it work for your favor. Then that's built for anyone that loves, um, all that nerdy stuff the six habits.com. Wonderful. Okay. So everybody go check out Laura and the six habits book. You can go grab it on Amazon or audible. So definitely check that out. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Truly a pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Well-Paid Creative. All the discussions we have around these episodes mean a lot to me, and I love how much I learn from the creatives who listen in. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Join me for the next episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone you think would benefit. Thanks so much. See you soon. Thank you.